and welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is man versus machine. But of course, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so this is another episode that comes courtesy of my mother's suggestion, and it's a great topic if I've ever said so. So this is an issue that has always been a problem with every small business and every large business since the dawn of time which is what do you do about using humans to make decisions versus machines to make decisions? Now you may say that seems like an obvious choice. And the answer is it's not an obvious choice. It's a very complicated choice, actually. Because if you use humans for decision-making processes, you have to scale them. They're incredibly, it's incredibly expensive. But if you have machines make decision pro- decision-making processes, it can be infinitely scalable, but sometimes machines are very bad at making decisions, especially particularly important decisions or decisions that have nuance to them. I'll give you a specific example that is plaguing our problems right now. And this is not necessarily a man versus machine problem, although it is along the same lines, and it actually is a really critical problem for our company. And that is that we are bringing cutting in-house because of this machine problem. When we originally started the company, we bought, I bought, from our leather supplier, pre-cut pieces. So what had happened is we would pay for the dye, and they would have, in their workshop, a human figure out what the layouts were, they would cut the pieces, and then they would ship us the cut pieces, and we would pay for the pieces at a flat rate for the piece. So we wouldn't have to deal with any of the scrap, we never have to deal with any of the specific issues that go along with kind of figuring out where things would go, because they, they would have their humans and their dyes do it. And it was, by pretty much every measure, the perfect way to do it. It was fantastic. The problem was is the leather was not very good. It was not a very consistent process, and it was not very good for us from a, uh, a quality standpoint. We couldn't, con- we couldn't control that part of it. And since quality is what we sell, it was a big issue. So I said, well, let's bring it in-house. Let's get the leather made by a local U.S. company, local Midwest company, so that we can work closely with them to make sure that we have the very best leather that can possibly be made. And we did that. We found the company, we found the leather, we got it custom crafted, it's all perfect. But we had to get it cut. And the problem is, is that we would have to have it cut by a third party, was the initial thought. Because we didn't have the space or the equipment or any of the things that would go into that. And so that's where our cutting partners that we had originally worked with uh, made tons of sense. They had an overhead CNC-driven drag knife machine. Now, the idea behind that is that the machine can have a projector overhead and they can project onto the piece of leather where the corners are, where the edges are. The operator can highlight and isolate blemishes. The artificial intelligence can apply a variety of shapes to that space to be able to make the most use of it, and then it can cut. That's the theoretical way it works. And if that worked and it was that way theoretically, we'd be in good shape, but that's not how it's been working. The way it's been working is that, as best I can tell, I don't know, I've never seen them do this part of the process, but based off of what we're getting for results, I think this is what's happening. I think that they're laying out the hides and then they're just trying to maximize the yield. They're just trying to get as many of the pieces out of the hide as possible. Well, the problem is that leather is a very natural thing. It is wonderful in that regard, but it means that there are actual pieces of the leather that are natural blemishes. 
um, areas where the cow rubbed up against barbed wire or had um, bug bites or um, even things like injection sites for certain types of um, vaccines. At least that's my guess based off of the, what the marks look like. Um, you've got brands, you've got uh, stretch marks in the leather that where the leather isn't really flat or very even or frankly of very good quality because of the way that the leather is stretched because of the, the, the cow's fat, right? All of these things lead to leather that is not good, especially leather pieces that are cut that are not good. And it was because of that process that we were having trouble doing any sort of costing analysis of our leather because we would get, originally the first idea was, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll get a batch in from the, the company. We'll sort it by hand, figure out the good pieces for the bad pieces. We'll do the math behind what is A grade, B grade, C grade, and so on. And then we will adjust the costing appropriately. Well, the problem is that Right now, we're getting so much B-grade, we're drowning in B-grade leather. And that wouldn't be as much of a problem. I mean, it would be a problem, but it would not be as much of a problem if we were also not dealing with leather lead time problems, right? So if we're buying 100 hides from our, our supplier, and they're getting them to us in four to six weeks, right? Well, the problem is if our leather company is cutting, or our, our cutting partners are cutting that leather and they're cutting, and they're only getting half the yield out of it, which is now what our current problem is. They're only getting half of the things that they're cutting are A grade, and the rest of it's B grade, C grade, or D grade. We're in trouble because, well, now all of a sudden we've got a lot of A wasted leather, but B, we aren't being able to properly analyze how much new leather we'll need because we're getting kind of this fake understanding. And it changes, it varies because the amount that they get out that's A grade versus B grade versus C grade will change per order. It will be different every time. Because they're not spending the time in-house to figure out the best way to lay out these pieces. So part of the decision to go internal, to have the press done, the pressing process cut in-house was specifically because it allows us to lay out a hide and perfectly figure out what is the best and most use of that hide that we can get and move around all the blemishes. And sometimes that means that the leather piece is kind of like, it's like it looks diagonal on the hide rather than perfectly up or down, right? Which is what a machine would do. It, 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 it adjusts it with a human eye. And for those of you who've been watching Instagram, that's the photo of my mother, which was right after the photo of my father. Um, it's the photo that my mother, my mom and I went because we were behind, we're so behind, um, to go help out. In that particular area of the process, we laid out on tables, we've got hides laid out, we've got stencils that are these clear acrylic stencils, and it allows us to put the stencils down and figure out the best usage, but because of the acrylic, we can actually see through to find the blemishes and avoid them, right? So that process was actually very good for me to do more recently because I didn't realize some of the issues that we're facing with some of our leather where the, um, the amount of imperfections that are coming through on our leather is higher than I would like and we're getting lower yields than I would like. And because we work with our leather company directly, I can go back to them and say, look, I know you hand sort these pieces of leather before you tan them and before you give them to us. So if I have to pay extra, I will, but hand sort us better pieces. Um, so that's part of this process. But moreover. This is where it's, it's something that is a, a truly artistic aspect of our job and of what we do. Because it requires a very skillful spatial awareness in a three-dimensional space. I mean, mostly two-dimensional, but still a two-dimensional space. Because you have to lay out this hide. And you've got, at this point, a ton of different shapes to choose from. Now, part of it's driven by what are our needs, right? That's absolutely a piece of this puzzle. And then the other part of this is, well, what can we get? Right. And so you lay at the hide and you've got all these stencils and you kind of have to, it's like a puzzle, but it's a puzzle that changes every time and there's no right answer. At least none that you can quantify in a good way. 
that's not entirely true. You can quantify it, and I'll explain that in a second. But um, so you put these pieces out, you put these these acrylic stencils out, and then you cut out what we call roughs. And once you cut out the roughs, then we take them in and we die cut them, you know, with to the actual shape. So the roughs are just close to the edge. There's like about a quarter inch margin from the roughs to the stencil, um, and that just gives us enough overlap that the blade isn't cutting too close. Um, and it also limits our waste quite a bit. So having that done, we do the roughs and then we do the final cutting with the die cuts. And then we obviously go through the rest of the process with them. Well, the reason why this actually matters, and this is something we've, I've, as we become more data-driven as a company, these are the kinds of, this is the kind of data that we're talking about. And I'll give you an example. You've got person A, we'll call him Jack, and person B, we'll call her Jill. Jack and Jill are both people who work in the layouts and cutting process, right? They're both in the, the laying out and the die cutting process. If you've got one of those two that is better, has a better eye naturally or more experience or has a better understanding of how the leather works and is able to lay out more pieces of the right thing than the other, that person will actually genuinely lower the cost per piece to us as a company for the raw materials. We have uh, now what I think is a pretty sophisticated method of tracking some of these things. And the reason why we had to do that was for uh, accounting purposes and actually also more importantly for analysis of need purposes. So what we do is we weigh the hides when they come in. Uh, the hides on the back have a square footage amount, like they have a, like the, the measuring process, the measuring software tells us what the square footage is of each hide. So we have a rough, and by rough I mean usually to the like a quarter of a foot, right? We're within usually two or three square feet or square inches. Um, is the accuracy of the measuring tool. So it'll, it'll measure it out, and then what we'll do is we'll weigh it. Now, we know what the leather should weigh based off the square footage because the leather we buy is a specific weight per square foot. And if it's within the margins, we're good. And if it's out of the margins, it actually, we actually will rely on the weight more because it's more likely that the measurement is off or is the measurement accuracy is not proper or we're reading it wrong, which happens. Um, and it's less likely that the leather thickness is off. That's a very unusual circumstance. How if it happens a couple of times in a row, we will check that. But we'll do the weighing of the leather beforehand. We'll have someone lay out the hides. They'll lay out all the pieces. They'll do all the components. We'll cut out all the roughs. And then we'll go and take the roughs to the die, uh, to the die cutting process. And all of the scrap, that's the little edges that are cut off of those pieces, we'll save. That's trash. We can't really use those. They're too small for any purpose. Then there will be parts of the leather that, is, that are large enough perhaps for accessories, but we don't really want to cut them into accessories yet because we don't know what accessories we'll need. And then there's parts of the leather that's just too small for anything else, or they're too bad. They're, not quali they're like a very poor quality leather. They're the far edges or whatever, and we can't use those. So what we'll do is we'll cut out the pieces um, that we can't use at all, and we'll put those with the edges of the die-cut pieces, and we'll weigh those. And those are trash. That's just unusable stuff. And then there's the other piece, which is the scrap, right? That's the stuff that we can use that's scrap. And so we'll have these kind of these three categories after the hide is cut, which is used leather, scrap leather, and waste leather. Collectively, the weights of all of those things should weigh up to the, should match the weight of the pre-cut thing, and we'll be able to use percentages off of that. So we'll just say, okay, we were able to use 40%, 80% of the hide. It doesn't matter, it changes, of this particular hide to use for the actual things. And we've got this much weight in scrap, and we've got this much weight in trash. Well, that using that cost per square foot, which is how we buy our leather, we can actually very accurately, per piece, for specific pieces, get a genuine, true cost of goods sold of that particular cut. 
this is actually really helpful from a data-driven standpoint because we can use, we have obviously each person who's doing this process keeps a log of what they got cut out and all of the weights. They do all of this process and we can digitally analyze the cut yields and across time, because obviously sometimes you just get a lemon of a hide, that happens. But across time, we can start to see which of the employees, which of our team members are better at doing it cost-wise. And we can make sure to allot those people to doing that process more often. And those are the kinds of little details that are data-saving driven kind of things that allow for us to make the better quality product at a better cost to us over time. And that's a man versus machine problem because that it requires humans that are very skilled and have that eye, whereas the machine has just created horrible problems for us. We just have no idea how much this stuff is costing us. And I think that's part of the reason why we've really struggled in the past to get good you know, growth and good launching and make progress on our growth, growth uh, potentials because we've been fighting against you know, machines obscuring our actual costs for a long time now. So I think this will be better. I'll keep you guys posted, though. We'll see how it evolves. Thank you guys for so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below as well as the notification bell to get notified when we launch new podcasts, normally Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you have any questions or concerns about your letter binder, journal, folio, mask, accessory, anything else we make, feel free to reach out to us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co or you can reach us out to us on Facebook and Instagram. You can DM us, email, call, direct text message, all of the usual things. Uh, and we'll do back our best to get back to you as soon as possible. We normally are able to respond with one to two business days, but if it's longer than that, feel free to reach back out to us because sometimes things get missed, unfortunately. We've done our best to avoid that. We've only had it happen once so far. But uh, otherwise, if you want to give us a phone call, 414-434-9001, you can call or text that number from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. That's 414-434-9001. Uh, and that you can call or text that number. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on the podcast, whatever app you're listening on, but also a review on the product. You can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a button there where you click on it. It says leave a good review. It'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews, where you can leave a good five-star review by clicking yes, I recommend the Murdy Creative Company. Write out your wonderful review there. You can also read all of our reviews on that page. If you're going to leave us a bad review for any reason, there's another button there that gets you directly in contact with us. Please give us an opportunity to fix it. It's important to me that everyone has a good interaction with the company. It really is. And we will do whatever it takes to make it right, whatever the problem is, including and up to refunding and returns and anything like that, we'll take care of you. So please give us an opportunity to make it right before you leave us a bad review. It really does help us improve and it helps us ensure that uh, you know, we can provide the very best in customer service to our people. Uh, if you want to help out in you know, sharing the, the company in a different way, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. So tell your friends. If you want a little something for that, go to the murdycreative.co website. On the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little present or a rewards button, depending on whether you're looking at it on desktop or mobile. If you click on that, you can log in, and then uh, you get 5% back on any purchase you make in-store while logged in. But also, there's a shareable link there. If you share that link with your friends and family, they get $5 off their first purchase when they use that link, and you get $5 of in-store credit when they complete that purchase. So it's a great way to share the company. helps us out a lot, and we really appreciate that. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I am always happy to talk about just about anything if I can. So definitely send us a message, uh, text us, call us, email us, leave it in the comments below on YouTube, whatever you want to hear about, let us know. I'm always looking for podcast topics. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, accessories, anything we sell, uh, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Our bulk discounts are built into the site now, which is fantastic. So you can just go add whatever you want to your cart and the bulk discount will automatically be applied. If you're curious about what the bulk discounts are based off of a specific quantity or you're looking for a lot of them, 
uh, feel free to send us an email, sales at murdycreative.co, and we can help figure out what the best way to do that is. We can get you the best discounts as possible and all of those other details. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us. Otherwise, if you're just looking for like a reasonable quantity, I would say if you're looking for under 30 or I guess maybe a little over 30 of anything, um, those are all built into the site and it'll automatically apply that discount to your cart the second you add them to it. And you can mix and match. So it can be five of one thing or one of five things or so on and so forth. Uh, so definitely check that out. If you're looking for custom orders, uh, to get your custom engraving added, we have no minimums and no setup fees. It's just a flat fee per item of normally $15, and that is before discount. Um, so if you're looking to get a whole bunch of things with a company logo or whatever, it can be a lot cheaper than that $15. If it is extremely large or very, very complicated, it can be a little bit more expensive just depending on that. But normally, I, we very rarely is it more than $15 per book. Uh, if you want that, you can definitely check us out, sales at murdycreative.co. Send us an email or go to the murdycreative.co website under the specialty heading. There is a bulk custom order page. They'll have more details on that about what the lead times are, uh, minimum things like that as far as what the, the uh, delivery dates and things like that. So definitely check that out if you're looking for more details or send us a message as well with the image attached to sales at murdycreative.co. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.